When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on this new episode. And I have to say that I am so happy to be recording this episode today as it is my final review or final impressions of the recently finished airing uh, Netflix drama, Hello, It's Me. This, to me, might be the kind of most underrated drama of the year, where I felt that not many people checked it out, and I feel like that was a shame. I think definitely people should have checked it out, because this drama was lovely, absolutely lovely. It gave everything that I thought it was going to give, and all of that was great stuff. I'm a little biased, though, because if you listen to my uh, first impressions or midpoint review of this drama, I did mention my undying love for Choi Kang-hee, so I was gonna force myself through this drama anyway to support her because it wouldn't be the first time I've done that. But luckily for me, there was no forcing necessary. This drama was great. Um, and I could tell kind of right off the bat that it was based off of a book, or I think I think it's based off of a book or a novel because the story just was very well written. There at no point do you ever kind of misunderstand what's happening or what's going to happen in this drama. And for me, that's always welcomed. I don't like one thing to seem messy and at no point did it feel messy. Um, but before I get into my final impressions of this drama, I am going to give a quick summary of the drama itself. Um, so this may go without saying, but there may be spoilers ahead as I will be talking generally about some of the major points of the drama. So let's get started. Um, Hello, It's Me is about Choi Kang-hee's character, Ban Hani, um, a 37-year-old woman who, when we meet her, is in a very fragile state in her life. <laughs> let's just put that lightly. Um, she is barely surviving, honestly. She, all in the same day, gets fired from her part-time gig at a grocery store. And yes, I said she's 37 years old and she works part-time at a grocery store. Um, she also also gets arrested in that same day for posting malicious comments about a famous but arrogant actor um, and she has a blind date that goes horribly and it's basically stood up on that blind date so all of these happen in the same day so let's just say when uh, we meet her we can understand kind of why um, life for her is, is tough um, but there is a moment after all of this happens to her in the evening, it's raining. She's going through a lot. She ends up running into the middle of the road and um, runs into traffic and basically gets ran over by a truck or almost ran over by a truck and ends up in the ER. Um, and after waking up in the ER and her wishing that she had actually died um, in this entire process because she is remembering all that had just come taken place in her life and she really was like, if I died, I would not be mad. And she did not want to wake up. Um, let's just say that. It was very, I mean, I mentioned this in my first impressions, but I literally cried in that scene. It was 
Ooh, it, it, it was quite emotional. Um, but yes, yeah, she does wake up in this ER and the kind of fantastical thing that happens is that she wakes up beside herself also in the ER at the age of 17. So she wakes up beside a younger um, Ban Hani. And this fantastical occurrence, the audience knows, happens at the moment in her past when um, she was 17 years old and Hani um, is in the same predicament where she's basically running in the middle of the road trying to get away from her parents' car and she's basically running from them and she runs into the middle of the street and a truck is coming towards her. Um, but her father chasing after her pushes her out of the way and instead um it's it's killed um by this kind of truck this accident and so the story tells uh, the story goes up that this woman who at the age of 17 lost her father because of something she did that was silly and unnecessary um you know being a teenager and thus after his death is now resented by her entire family, her grandmother, his mother, her older sister, and, you know, even her mother. And she then grows up having gave up on being happy as she just doesn't believe she deserves happiness after being um, the kind of the cause of her father's death. Um, But with the arrival of this younger self who doesn't know that her father is dead in the present timeline, um, it reminds... um, Banhani, um, who's older, uh, older Banhani, that she can be happy, that she deserves to be happy, and that she can forgive herself. So that's kind of the story that is Hello, It's Me. Um, and it sounds quite simple, um, even with this kind of time travel, fantastical element. Um, even with all of that, it is really just a story about learning how to forgive and love yourself again. And it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> It's just absolutely beautiful. And I'm going to probably call it beautiful multiple times throughout this um, kind of final review because that's really the best word to describe it. Um, But it is a moving story about a woman who, um, you know, being faced with her younger self, a self that she resents and blames for the death of her father. um, And while literally being faced with that person she ends up remembering what her father loved about that girl and who that girl um and she also ends up learning who that girl had dreamed to be at one point and she thus allows for her um self to forgive that younger girl and it also motivates her to give that girl a reason to look forward to life as the older Hani. Because when younger Ban Hani, the 70-year-old um, version of herself, appears, she is quite embarrassed um, by the person that she is meeting. She doesn't know the reason why um, 37-year-old Ban Hani is the way she is or lives the life that she lives because she doesn't know about her father's death. So it's really tough for the younger Ban Hani to see what she becomes when she to herself had these grand hopes and dreams and visions for herself. Um, But of course the drama takes Hani on this journey to return her younger self to the past um, timeline, but while also finding her happiness again in the present. And it's just a lovely ride. And part of what makes, or what to me made this drama so great is that it's hilarious. (laughs) 
<laughs> the characters are all individually round and full characters. At, well, not maybe not everyone. There is one character who's kind of the villain and she's not, you know, she's just the villain kind of thing. Towards the end, you get a little bit of change, but she plays her villain role throughout the entire drama. But it, but most of the characters are very individually round and full and they um, can all be quite comedic and they do very laugh out loud things that have you laughing while also at moments trying not to cry because there are, you know, quite, there are a lot of sad moments there. It, it takes you on this kind of emo- emotional roller coaster, but in the best way. Even in the, you know, dark, sad moments, the drama never lets you linger there for long. It always finds a way to make you smile again. And to me, I love when that happens. I really do. I don't like to be depressed and sad all throughout a drama. Um, if I can help it, you know, especially depending on what else I'm watching at that time. So I like when I get the chance to watch something where it's, there's sad and touching moments, but I am not kind of drowning in the sadness, if you kind of understand what I'm saying. Um, but yes, so the plot itself isn't really life-changing or, you know, even new with the kind of time travel fantasy element that it has, but it was wonderful to watch a story about the kind of reconciliation of self or forgiving a past self to better your future self. I feel like I've never, you know, seen a K-drama blatantly just kind of showcase this. And maybe I have and I just don't remember it, but maybe that's because they didn't do it as well. But I do enjoy that this story is about basically doing that. And in it is in a literal sense with the kind of the time traveling younger version of Hani showing up and living with um, Hani. Um, and But at the same time, even though it's literal, it doesn't really spell it out, um, Does that, if that makes sense. Because it's kind of like you have to connect the dots yourself to kind of see that um, that theme. And, and I like that. I like that it wasn't in your face. I mean, towards the end, the very final episode, they kind of make sure you get it. But, you know, through leading up, it kind of took you a while to kind of see what this story was, re- the theme of this story was, was really about. Um, some of my favorite moments of this drama had to be when the two younger and older Banhani are figuring out how to get the younger version of herself back to the past. And in those moments, it was kind of, you know, stressful. And, you know, you were confused about how it was going to happen. And you just, it took a while to get to the point of how are we going to get her back? Because, um, and I might've mentioned this in my midpoint review, but I was a little concerned in the beginning of the drama that they weren't doing a good job of putting on that pressure of how she was going to get back and what happens if she doesn't get back on time. I thought they weren't being very clear about that. And I was concerned that that was going to take away from my kind of experience of watching the drama because I wanted that tension. Um, because in the first half of the drama, you kind of, enjoyed the fact that she was there you liked seeing her with her older self they you know she had to pretend like she was her daughter because that was her only way of explaining why this girl who looks so much like her younger self to her family you know why she would be there so I kind of felt like she fit in in the present uh, timeline and it made sense I was like oh she might as well just stay there and grow old with her you know (laughs) her older self but it was like you know they didn't really put the pressure on in the first half of the drama So um, in the second half of the drama, it definitely kind of gave you all that tension. And that to me was the best part of the drama, that second half. When you got um, 
to see like what the real severity of her not returning back to her timeline would be. Uh, but at the same time, you're figuring out why she's even there in the first place, because that's also another thing, because we're like, how do we get her back? Because in order to figure that out, you had to figure out why she was even there. How, she, how did she get there? Um, because like we said, we, the audience kind of knows kind of when she makes that timeline switch, like when she switches. But, you know, Bonhani, the older version, does not know that. And so she has to kind of figure that out and why that happens. Um, and the explanation of that, of course, is quite fantastical. Uh, <laughs> it is a fantasy. So like her, um, and I'm saying fan- fantasy, but, you know, it's just kind of like, it's there's a lot of fantastical elements in this drama. Um, and one of them being her father, her father that has passed away in the you know old timeline um still communicating with her or calling her old cell phone that um younger banhani arrives with in the future and you're kind of like and they're also like why is her phone ringing but her grandmother who is the um, you know mother of her paternal grandmother is aware of all of this she understands that um there's a reason why um she she knows that the younger Bonhani was sent there um, and that there's a reason why she has to get back and by a certain timeline. You know, she understands all this, but because her grandmother suffers, suffers from dementia, it, to the, her family, it seems kind of like this kind of woman speaking kind of, you know, just not being, you know, clearly there, all the way there. And... And so, and then they also kind of link in the grandmother's spirituality. And so it's a lot that goes there to kind of explain away how this kind of time travel happens. But I think they did a great job of doing that, even though it seems like it should, it's a lot of little different details. And it's like, really, that's what's happening. Even in those moments, I felt like they made sense. They all kind of made sense to me. I wasn't questioning it, thinking this was stupid. You know, it was it was great. They did a great job putting it all together. And again, I think that was tied to the fact that this was coming from a story that was in a novel that kind of had already explained it and pieced it out. And so I'm. it sounds to me, if, you know, I haven't seen any kind of reports on this, but to me, it feels like they did a great job of probably adapting that um the original work but yes I absolutely loved all of that and I think they did a great job of explaining it away and something else that I kind of want to mention that made this drama so so wonderful and amazing to me um it's just again the storytelling because it's it's about a woman learning to love herself again forgiving herself and thus recognizing that she deserves happiness so that it's one of the main themes of the drama and that theme itself though very sappy to some um but to me is absolutely one of my favorite things to watch i love the idea of a drama making you think about you know what is happiness and what do you need in your life to be happy? And are you happy? Um, I like that kind of introspective thought process um, about something as abstract as happiness. And it's very individual, obviously, but I like the way that this drama approached that theme of happiness. And it wasn't around a romance um, or a relationship. And you know what? I I think that may be why the drama didn't have much of a pull or a draw to it because, you know, 
there isn't this kind of main romance. Um, but there is a little romance. Hey, there's a little romance towards the end there. So, um, you know, that's great. But it's just not the focus because the story is about this woman falling in love with herself again and kind of falling in love and learning how to welcome happiness in her life and look for happiness in her life and strive for happiness in her life. And I believe they really do approach it beautifully. And I'm, you know, and I'm sorry, again, like I said, I'm going to keep saying how beautiful it is. But to me, it just, it really is. And that is just me, something I personally really enjoy um, watching in shows and dramas and seeing that kind of questioning of what is happiness or, you know, seeing someone's pursuit of happiness, literally, because that's what this drama is. It's watching her kind of pursue finding happiness. And I feel like they just did a lovely job with that. And it wasn't obvious. Like I said, of course, it, you know, they kind of mentioned it in the very last episode. Like, this is the thing. This is the point. You know, it kind of tell, you know, kind of tell you in that final episode. But throughout the drama, they're not, they're showing you. They're never at point kind of just telling you, waving a flag in your face. Like, this is what this story is about. This is her journey. You know, you kind of pick it up along the way. And I love that. Um, so it was, you know, just kind of letting us know that, we were watching this woman find um, happiness in her life again and be open to it and feel deserving of it. And um, I love that. And because um, it was happy, and the thing that was wonderful too is that happiness for her was, you know, these very kind of obvious, minute things. Like um, happiness for her was that her family forgave her um and happiness was that she got a job that she really loved or um and and happiness for her was that she reconciled with a friend from her past and or that she is now able to work in a job where she feels like she helps others and she befriends someone who used to be a bully in the past and so it's just these little kind of moments in her life uh, that you would think hey you know does that make people happy but yeah watching her you're like yes these things, these little things make up her life, fill up her life. And it's what she looks forward to in her life. And so these little moments is what makes her happy. And so me watching, it made me very happy. And I love that it what that these kind of moments weren't anything grand or grandiose in any way. It was kind of just like, hey, getting a job you love and being closer with your family and making a forgiving a friend or a, a friend forgiving you like those are little things that can just make you happy and 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 be what fulfills your life and um I was happy when she started to go down those roads of kind of the road to happiness again I and I love that and I said this it was a main theme of the story because in the end of the the drama the very very end you kind of see how this plays out um symbolically because um and this is this is kind of telling more about the details of what happens in the drama. So this theme of happiness is tied to her father because at some point, um, you know, after his passing, she is extremely unhappy to the point where she basically gives up on being happy in her life and that she's deserving of it. But something that her father kind of left with her was his idea um, connected to this flower. And the flower um, that her and her father picked together when she was younger, you know, it was a flower that symbolized um, kind of finding happiness again. I think that was literally the meaning of the flower. And when she found this flower, 
it was in a place where her father kept telling her, you're not going to find any flowers. There's no flowers out, you know, blooming yet. There's just no flowers. It's not the time. It's not the season. And she finds this kind of flower in a dark tunnel. And it's this flower that means finding happiness again. And when she finds that flower, her father turns it into a little keychain for her. So she kind of, you know, keeps that keychain as she's, you know, when she's younger. But then one day she loses it. She loses it uh, actually when she, um, when she's um, saving one of, you know, this little boy from a group of bullies. And this little boy just so happens to be her kind of future love interest that we meet with older Bonhani and he has, you know, she loses it and he kind of picks it up after she saves him. And when we meet, when they meet each other in the future, as an older Bonhani meets him older, he has the keychain and she immediately says like, Hey, that's mine. You know, like, I know that's mine because my father made that for me, you know, and he gives it right away to her. And this is kind of just after their first couple meetings and he gives it to her and he recognizes who she is. He's like, Oh, you're the little, you know, you're the girl who saved me when I was younger from a bully. And, um, he, and she, at that time, I think she was 17 year old Bon honey at this time when she saved him, she kind of lets him know like, I'm your Superman basically. So he calls her Superman throughout, you know, the drama, whatever. But, um, you know, he returns her, returns his keychain to her. So this is very early on in the drama, right around the time when her younger self appears. So when her younger self appears, she also finds this chain, this keychain again. And this keychain contains a flower that her father told her meant finding happiness again. So the, you know, the symbolism of that, where she gets, she finds that keychain again at this point in her life, um, where she's, where her, you know, basically going to start that journey of finding happiness again. And of course you realize this at the end of the drama, I mean, the final episode, you kind of get, put all those pieces together, but throughout the entire drama, these pieces are being laid and planted. So that's what I was saying when it's not like in your face, yelling at you, this is the point of the drama. You know, you kind of get to that. And I love when a drama can show you instead of just blatantly telling you, uh, which is just a key of good storytelling, right? So, um, so yeah, so when, you know, her younger self appears, she has that finds happiness again. She starts on the road to finding happiness again as a, at the same time of finding this kind of keychain as a reminder. So, you know, we learn that the reason why her younger self ends up in her timeline is to basically remind her of this purpose, um, this purpose of finding happiness again, which her father, um, you know, kind of left with her. And, um, and this is this is another thing that and I may and and I and this is my problem, and you may have noticed this with my previous kind of reviews and and just talking about dramas in general. I I do put a lot of weight on dramas a lot of time, and I think it's not necessary. <laughs> I don't think it's necessary to put as much weight on these dramas as I do. But when I do watch these dramas, I have these experiences with them that to me are so moving and so wonderful that I take a lot from them. I take and learn a lot from dramas or just good stories, you know? And I felt that way because I'm a kind of my background was in literature. So I feel that way with reading a really good book. You Sometimes you just are so moved and you take things away from them and you learn things from, you, from it. And I feel this way with this drama because 
there's a point where you're realizing that, you know, the reason why her younger self appears again is to remind her um, to find happiness again and that she's, you know, allowed to have happiness. And this is something that her father, we learn, is the catalyst of how her younger self um, makes it to the the future kind of timeline. And it's, um, and it's kind of like her father wants her to know, you know, I want you to be happy again. I don't want you to worry about what happened to me because I would do it over and over again if it meant saving your life. And he is, you know, he's, he's of course gone, but in a way it's the idea of someone who you love being gone, still watching over you and realizing that how you're living your life is unfortunately affected by the fact that they're no longer there with you. And so, of course, they would be hurt if they were watching you not live up to your your potential or watching you um, believe you don't deserve happiness because they blame themselves for, you know, the passing of their loved one. So then they're going to, you know, if they had the chance, and again, this is the fantasy element of the story, if they had the chance to reach out to you in some way and let you know, you're allowed, you know, you're the person still living. You're allowed to live. You're allowed to be happy. You don't need to, you know, but just because I'm not there doesn't mean you don't deserve happiness. Please look for happiness again. Find happiness again. And if you're happy, I'm happy. And so it was great to see that this drama allowed for that kind of messaging in a way that, you know, and again, it's very fantastical because her father gets the opportunity to kind of give her this message. Um, but I, I don't know. I just felt like people who may have dealt with similar issues or, you know, things in, you know, things in their life could really relate to this and find maybe some kind of comfort, comfort in this story. And I think when a drama can do that or any story could do that, why wouldn't you think it's amazing? Um, so I really, I, I, I really, really, really love this. I really love this drama. Um, so I, and again, like I said, I sound very probably flowery talking about the drama, but these are just things that I, this is why I watch K-dramas. This is kind of my form of general entertainment, but I get a lot from it. I watch it and it's, and then I get more than just, oh, I watched a good show. I, sometimes I get these kind of messages and I, it comforts me or it makes me feel better about something that's going on in my own life or someone in life that I know, you know, so these are things that I enjoy about watching dramas. And again, that's probably way too much weight to be putting on K-dramas, but hey, you know, I, I love them. I, I really do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really would say that the Hello Is Me is kind of right up there for me as top dramas of 2021. Um, I have to say Netflix has really been giving me some good stuff lately and I'm quite impressed with what I have as kind of my top dramas right now. And um, I think I would definitely start to put Hello It's Me up there. Again, very underrated, underrated drama. I don't think it got much kind of I don't think many people talk. I didn't see anybody talking about it besides me, to be honest with you. I feel like I'm the only person who's kind of talking about this drama. And I think it needs more people. But hey, as long as I got to enjoy it, I guess I'm okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I... Yeah, so I think people would really enjoy this drama, even though there are some very silly moments um, and some moments that I think people might find a little obnoxious. Um, but I love them because, again, there's a lot of sadness in this drama and you sometimes need some of that silliness, lightheartedness to break up some of that sadness. And it, to me, felt balanced. Um, 
very to me it very it, it felt like I had you know I never felt like things were going too silly or too kind of sad so to me this drama was really um a nine out of ten it's not a ten out of ten only because there's a another storyline that's going on alongside Bonhani's um that has to do with the family of this kind of like you know mogul family that runs the food company that Bonhani works at and some of those elements are are very makjang. I think that's the word uh, where it, it just feels very um, kind of exaggerated or dramatic for no reason <laughs> um, and kind of outrageous thing. You know, like it's, it's a little bit, just a little bit, nothing like real makjang dramas, but you know, it just has a little bit of those elements. And so that to me, yeah, you can kind of, some people I just can see take it or leave it, but it, it you know, it's okay because it does, um, tie in and it is connected to Bonhani's story so you kind of end up forgiving it and so I forgave it so that's the only point I'm taking away from this drama but other than that performances were amazing I feel like I got to see some actors that I've never really watched before um and so that was also great the younger actress I can't can't think of her name her real name right now who played younger Bonhani she was amazing I hope to see more of her I don't even know if she's coming from acting side of things or k-pop side of things but she was great absolutely a doll um and there's also kind of like this element of older 90s music that's like tied into their you know story because you know younger Bonhani comes back and she's like you know she's time traveling so she's used to a different kind of time period and she's getting thrown into this new kind of world and so she still has very like old ways about her compared you know whenever people are talking to her it's like hey this this young girl has a very old soul but you know so those are cute moments I like fish out of water stories as I probably said a million times on this podcast but I love fish out of water stories so there was that element of that um sometimes because she's this you know um girl young girl in this future who's quite you know quite out of date and she's not where she's supposed to be so you get to see those moments as well and the music and them singing I mean dancing there were so many great elements to this drama and so yes I highly recommend it um it is on Netflix it has completely finished airing so you can marathon it on a weekend um it's it's easy to get through I promise you it's easy to get through you won't feel like it's a drag even with the kind of you know dramatic elements I was telling you about with the you know you know family that stuff it's all it all ties in in the end so it makes sense so I definitely recommend this drama I had a blast with it I think it was probably my one of my top dramas of this year um I think it was so well written um the acting was superb um yeah, I can't I can't wait to see the young actress and new things. I think I want to see her or something else cuz the she played her character so well, too well to the point where I'm like, what is she like, you know? <laughs> what is she really like? And Choi Kang-hee, of course, never disappoints me even when the drama she's in sometimes disappoints me. She never disappoints me. So, luckily, I'm just so happy that I'm able to watch a uh, I was able to watch this drama with Choi Kang Hee and it be a drama that was worth my time because uh, like I said I've seen, sat through some horror dramas before that were not worth my time <laughs> but this one definitely was so love it please check it out if you get the chance like I said it's easy to get through on a weekend um 
and yeah, this has been my final impressions of Hello, It's Me. Um, That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.